0: Welcome to PACE Moments. Here, our experts and guests discuss many aspects of corporate finance and analytical models that will help make better, more informed business decisions possible in your organization. Hello, my name is Gary Kokins. Um, I'm one of the advisors on the uh, board with the PACE Profitability Analytics Center of Excellence. I just want to amplify what was in the introduction. The real purpose and mission of PACE, when we got together, the, the the advisory board a couple of years ago was, how do we get the accountants and CFOs out of the 1960s and into the 21st century? Uh, The adoption rate for many of the methods that are described in PACE, and I'm going to basically talk about nine forces, pressures that have caused interest in it, is really frustrating to many of us. And our aspiration is, let's get into the 21st century. So let me describe a little bit about myself. Um, I'm 72 years old, but I feel like I'm 42. My career was in kind of three-thirds, the first decade in industry as a division controller, then 15 years as a consultant with Deloitte, KPMG, EDS, part of Hewlett-Packard now, and SAS, Uh, and then I was with SAS for 16 years. My undergraduate, industrial engineering and operations research, Cornell University, my MBA Northwestern Kellogg School of uh, Management. So here are what I believe are the nine pressures that have caused interest in the topics we have in the PACE website. And I advise you to become a follower of PACE and also our associated LinkedIn group. The first course was really executive's frustration with strategy failure. And most executives are pretty good at formulating strategy. Their big frustration is, failure to execute the strategy. And there's a fair amount of empirical evidence on this. Uh, there's a executive recruiting firm in Chicago where I'm a native of Chicago, uh, Challenger Gray and Christmas. They monitor the involuntary turnover, firing of CEOs. And it has been increasing every year. A Good example is Carly Fiorina at Hewlett Packard. Board of directors gave her a few years, she couldn't execute, she's canned. So what is one of the solutions? Strategy map balanced scorecard from Kaplan and Norton and many other, if you will, strategy deployment methods and, and tools. Second pressure and force, increased accountability. Today, there is no place to hide. You and measure and managers and it will be measured. You will be monitored. It doesn't necessarily mean your job's at risk, but it could adversely impact your salary increases and job promotions. Number three, more rapid decision making. Unlike many few years ago when you could test and learn and have meetings in conference rooms, today, people are on the phone, go or no go, yes or no. They have to make decisions in near real time. They almost wish the executive was sitting next to him during the phone call and say, what decision should I make based on the strategy that you're communicating? Number four, mistrust of the management accounting system for transparency and accuracy. This is what really got our PACE team going. Most the reality is, most managers do not trust the management accounting system. Why? Because of those evil overhead cost allocations. You know, the problem is, you know, they may satisfy the external financial reporting for regulatory agencies, compliance and statutory, like in the United States, the SEC, you know, but following GAAP, generally accepted accounting principles. But when the accountants do that, they just, if you will spread like butter the indirect expense commonly called overhead you know using cost allocation factors like number of labor hours in manufacturing number of services delivered by service organizations square feet square meters number of employees and departments none of those allocations reflect the unique consumption that the diverse products and services consume of the end-to-end business processes and the work activities that belong to them so what's the solution? In many cases, it's applicable activity-based costing. I know ABC's got a bad reputation from the past years. The problem was the models were way too large, way too complex, unsustainable. No one could understand them. But if you basically investigate at our PACE website, we talk about techniques that you can implement activity-based costing in three weeks, basically, because just get it to be good enough. Doesn't have to be overly precise and detail. You know, there's a phrase, it's better to be approximately correct than precisely inaccurate. Force number five, poor customer value management. You know, the reality is customers are the source of value creation, financial wealth creation for shareholders and owners. But the problem is the accountants basically don't calculate customer profitability. They stop halfway in the P&L. They stop at the product gross profit margin line. And typically, because they're doing that butter spreading, even those costs are flawed and misleading, you know, because, you know, compared to the standard costing, in reality, many of the products are over the others must be under because it's a zero-sum-error game. But what's really needed is to go for the reporting system, the management accounting system, to go below the gross product profit margin line, including... Distribution channel expenses, selling expenses, marketing expenses, cost to serve expenses. And then you can basically get a PL by each customer. And don't basically think that the largest sales customers are also the most profitable or there's a correlation there. You know, the issue there is you've got high maintenance customers and low maintenance customers. Example of high-maintenance customers, always changing the delivery schedule, never buying standard, always special, always calling help desk, always returning goods. The low-maintenance customers, you love them. Only buy standard, never change schedule, never call help desk, never return goods. If those two types of customers bought the same volume, same mix, same price, they're not equally profitable because the high-maintenance customers basically are eroding all of the profit. Number six, contentious budgeting. This may surprise you, but many of the people that are interested in PACE is because they know that the budgeting process, the annual budgeting process is broken. There's so many jokes about it. It's out of date in a couple of months after the thing's published. It caves into the loudest voice and strongest muscle of the gray hair veterans like me who know how to pad the budget. What's really disturbing is when a manager is three, four months on a glide path from the end of the year and they see they haven't spent all of the budget that was allotted and approved for them, what do they start doing? They start spending needlessly, foolishly. Why? Because they know that the next fiscal year budget is going to be pegged to a baseline of what they spent this year. We call it use it or lose it. You know? And a lot of organizations, they use spreadsheet budgeting, You know, give each manager a spreadsheet in a cost center. They fill it out January to December, every line item, including paper clips and rubber bands. Then someone in the accounting department consolidates the spreadsheets. They bring in the forecast revenues from the sales, give it to the executives. They say, well, that's okay, but we need more profit. Go change some of the numbers. So everybody goes, changes the spreadsheets. You go back to the executives. Uh, That's a little bit better, but not good enough. Up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. You almost want the executives to tell you what number did you want in the first place? I'll save us all this up, down, up, down stuff. But that's would give us their aspiration. What we really need is basically to use driver-based capacity sensitive rolling financial forecast. And that gets really complicated, but you know, to really basically do good management accounting, you got to think like an engineer. I always say I'm an engineer masquerading as an accountant, but I was a division controller age 27. I've been in the CFO space ever since. Number seven, dysfunctional supply chain management. The issue here is most customers view suppliers as the enemy. You know, basically it's always an adversarial relationship. You know, let's negotiate lower prices with our supplier. If we put them out of business, so what? We can always get another supplier. That's gotta stop. It needs to be a merit. Supply chains are competing against other supply chains for a share of wallet or purse. So they really need to work together, the trading partners along the supply chain to identify mutually beneficial projects and initiatives that can save costs for all of them. Number eight, unfulfilled return on investment uh, promises from large IT software vendors like enterprise resource planning. And the issue here is if you ask an IT director, let's say three years after they've gone through the torturous journey of implementing an ERP system, you ask them, how well do you believe the ROI, return on investment, met or exceeded what the software salesman sold you on three years ago, many will be hard pressed to say yes. That does not mean you shouldn't implement the ERP system. You have to, you've got to put those in to remain competitive. But the issue is they produce a lot of data, but not necessarily any the information. Although many of the ERP vendors have basically been moving into information and analytics. We'll get to that in a second. But the point is this, what all of the methods will be des- that are described in the PACE website. They basically create the ROI. They convert the data into information like seeds from the ground. And finally, number nine, my favorite, analytics. The adoption basically of data science and analytics. I do not know many of you took some of those courses in college to learn about regression, correlation, segmentation, association, clustering, and you just wanted to pass and grade and get the heck out of there. Well, sorry, you know, it's here. But the good news is, You don't need to go to your basement or attic and dig out your old textbook, but you do need skill sets in your organization that basically have these skills so they can do discovery and investigation. It's so key. Um, Data science is definitely here and many of the various methods that are described in the PACE network. Strategy map, KPIs, correlation can validate the quality of the KPIs. Activity-based costing correlation can validate the quality of the drivers that are in it. So let me end with this observation though, and it's a concern for us on the pace. We believe that in the past, the best leaders and best executives had the best answers. Today, we don't think that's the case. Today, we think the best leaders and best executives have the best questions. There's too much complexity. There's too much volatility. There's too much uncertainty. For them to rely on their gut feel or intuition or so-called sixth sense, or the types of answers they had earlier in their career that got promoted to the top. They need to create a culture of investigation and discovery so that people can get insights. for. For, to, and based on causality, causality principles, because that's what modeling's all about. It's always cause and effect relationships so they can make better decisions. And also tolerance for making mistakes, as long as you basically learn from your mistakes. So thank you for listening to my Pace Moments podcast. We wish you luck and, uh, and enjoy the Pace website. Also, please consider joining our Pace LinkedIn group. Thank you very much for your attention.